What's up, Doc? Good morning! Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Greetings and salutations. Hello, Poppy. Hello there. Kindly ho, neighborinos! You are cleared to land on Ducky Bay 77, a podcast about movies, music, TV, and anything else these guys can think to talk about. Hello and welcome to Ducky Bay 77. This particular podcast, well, we're going to celebrate a very talented and very famous actor. We're going to talk about Denzel Washington. And to do that, I've invited some friends of the show, uh, documentary filmmaker David Burns. How are you doing, David? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, totally. And of course, coffee extraordinaire, uh, <laughs> Andrew Blakely. How's it going, Andrew? I'm great. Happy to be here. Yeah. How's the coffee biz? I'm exhausting, but luckily I'm <laughs> dealing a drug that helps with that. So. That's, <laughs> right. That's a good point. <laughs> That's very cool. And I think it's your own, you're working very hard for your own business. That's way more satisfying than Working hard for the man, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus it's a little more profitable than being a barista for somebody else. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yes, we are going to count down our top seven uh, favorite Denzel Washington roles. You smiling? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Football's fun. Fun, sir. Fun, sir. It's fun. Yes. You sure? I think. So. Now you're thinking. First you smile, then you think. You think football is still fun? Yes. Sir. Yes. No. No. Sir. sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, now. it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. So you are what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody. Ain't nobody. Be right back. You said it yourself. You said if we take the new evidence before the federal judge, he's got to look at it before he throws it out, right? I believe that once he looks at it, he will have seen the truth. Having seen the truth, he can't turn his back on me. I've been locked up for 30 years. Tell what you want, sir. You're relieved of your position. Cobb, remove Mr. Hunter from the control room. Get Lieutenant Zimmerman here right now. No, sir. I do not concur, and I do not recognize your authority to relieve me under command under Navy regulations. Cobb, arrest this man and get him out of here. Under operating procedures governing the release of nuclear weapons, we cannot launch our missiles unless both you and I agree. Cobb, what are you waiting for? Sir, this is expressly why your command must be repeated. It requires my assent. I do not give it. And furthermore, you continue upon this course and insist upon this launch without confirming this message first. I will be forced back by the rules of precedent. Captain, commanding officer. You're not an American. You're an African who happens to be an American. You have to understand the difference. We didn't come over on the, the Nita, the Pinta, and the, and, the, and the whatchamacallit. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Son, this is the game. I'm playing his ass. That's my job. That's your job. Roger sold dope to kids. The world is a better place without him. Hey, this man was the biggest major violator in Los Angeles. I watched that cocksucker operate with impunity for over 10 years, and now I got it. 
The shit's chess, it ain't checkers. Um, we decided to go with roles instead of movies because I think that presents a little bit more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Andrew, how did you come up with your list? What were you looking for? Um, well, I, it was difficult because I, I kept like my knee jerk reaction was to go back to my favorite movies uh, of his. Right. And I kept having to take a step back. If I'm being honest, I think that still did influence uh, some of my decisions on here. But it's hard for me to sometimes separate the character from the film and, right. and the actor and do them all separately. Right. How about you, David? Same way, it was really hard at times to separate that movie from the role. Um, but, you know, I, I, could, I tried to take a deep dive into the character that he was portraying, you know, to see the kind of how he presented that on screen to make my final decision is basically what it came down to. It was not easy. I'll say that. Yeah, because I when I first came up with this idea, I'm like, cool, there's a lot of great movies. And then I started going through his filmography and there's actually quite a few I haven't seen a lot of his smaller roles. Like I haven't seen fences, which is one of his more recent ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started going way back and I remember, you know, the stuff he was in, in the you know late eighties and the early nineties. And um, of course, a lot of Spike Lee stuff. And, yep. and I was like, Oh, that was great. That was great. And then my list went from like, you know, 15 down to 10. And like you guys, I was trying to really hard separate, um, the role from the movie because mm-hmm. there's a couple of these on here that aren't really my favorites, but the performance was so good. Um, it, it made, made worth, uh, worth watching. So, right. Yeah. All right. So here we go. I will start, uh, with number seven, then we'll go to Andrew and then David gets to, you know, bring up the rear. So sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my first one, my number seven is from the uh, 2012, uh, film flight where he plays William whip whitaker senior first of all that's a very cool name you know because that's <laughs> that's a fun one just to say i think you know alliteration in there now um for those who haven't seen it he plays a pilot uh that manages to relatively land a plane that has lost control and the problem is when he came to work he was hung over and took like a little a couple of those little bottles of uh, alcohol and down those with his orange juice. <laughs> so he was obviously still um, inebriated or under the influence of everything he had the night before, but was still managed to save a lot of people's lives by how he landed the plane. Well, of course, an investigation starts and you're like, you know, he's not a nice person. You know, he's, he's, he's struggling with his alcohol addiction and he's getting involved with the flight attendants and he's, He's not nice, but at the same time, as you realize what he did and as you dive into his character, his performance is so strong. You actually kind of root for him to almost get away with it. But at the same time, you're like, but he did something wrong. He should be punished, but he landed the plane and he saved those lives. So it was it was a very you know difficult character to like. And you know, you wanted him to get caught, but at the same time, you didn't necessarily want him to lose everything and then by the time of the movie he realized what he'd done wrong and, and he makes amends and he, and he decides you know i gotta clean this up so i really really liked um and you'll actually see through my list i chose a lot of characters that are not nice people but yet he makes you like them and this is this is the beginning of that list so uh you know william whip whitaker from the movie flight I, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because that is something that influenced. I, I didn't do it on purpose, but I found almost all of my favorite roles of his were had that dichotomy of like likable and you're rooting for them, but also they're not great. Right. Uh, I think of Denzel like as a person. I, I like him so much. He's he just seems like such a really good guy and uh, really respectable. But so many of his roles are 
are not. They're they're kind of terrible, or at least they have an element to them that's terrible. And I think mm-hmm. he that out so well. Yes. And that's what makes him so much fun to watch because when he plays a likable guy, you're cool. You're like, that's easy to accept. But when he's playing the ones that you're like, I don't know how I feel about this guy. Um, right. But yeah, that's that's the one. That's how my most of my list went for the most part. So <laughs> anyway. All right. So, Andrew, uh, you're number seven. Um, so my, set, my number seven is actually one that if it were my favorite Denzel films probably wouldn't make the list. But uh, it's the 1995 uh, movie Crimson Tide. Nice. That's actually Uh, on my list. So (laughs) fantastic. Uh, I think you know. I did. I always picture him as really, really young in this movie, but he probably would have been almost forty at this point. Um, Still, relatively early in his career, the first third or so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's playing it against Gene Hackman. And right, the the movie for those of you that haven't seen this twenty five plus year old movie at this point um, is a really cool balance between the two of them arguing uh, where he's arguing on behalf of essentially not following an incomplete order to launch a nuclear weapon. Whereas Gene Hackman is trying to defend his country and, <laughs> and, and launch these, these nukes. And it's extremely tense and mm. to play against Gene Hackman in his prime in that, you know, late eighties, early nineties prime where Gene Hackman was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think Denzel really holds his own. But one of the things that I really like about that too is, I remembered this movie very strongly that Denzel is the good guy and Gene Hackman is the bad guy end of list. But like watching it again recently, a few months ago, I realized they never quite make it that clear cut. Um, I think I still feel that way, but they're never outright saying one is the villain and one is the, the good guy. And I like that there's a little bit of question there and they never fully answer it. And I think that both of those actors just knocked out of the park doing that. Yeah. And that's why I put it on my list. It's a little higher than that, obviously, but it's because, yeah, he was holding his own against Gene Hatman, a legend on you know the screen. Mm-hmm. And and then you're right. It's like, you know, it, the same way I always saw it, he's the good guy, Hackman's the bad guy because he's trying to kill people. And Denzel's trying to say, wait, we don't know what this means. And so you think he's the common sense person. You think he's doing the right thing, but technically he did almost commit mutiny, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, he's he just wants to get it right. You know, and I get that. So yeah, it's a very tense movie, um, and yeah, it's it's very a very strong performance out of him. And and like I said, relatively early in his career, um, especially up against me like that. So it's a it's a great choice. Um, okay, so uh, David, you're number seven. So my number seven is I, I kind of my list is kind of played a little bit more safe than it. It seems like your guys is going to be. <laughs> but um, my number seven is actually one of a more recent film. You mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, I had not seen this film. So I kind of when we were talking about doing this, I actually went and saw this film because I wanted to see um, what it was about. Because I remember it was nominated for a best actor in um, best picture. So I was like, well, you know, I've not really seen that. So I need to check it out. And this is the movie Fences that right. was done in 2016. Um, so I, I watched it, and the role that um, Denzel plays is Troy Maxson, uh, who basically uh, is a uh, works in sanitation in Pittsburgh um, because he years before that he was a professional baseball player, and obviously that kind of didn't work out. So you know he had to find a job to kind of help his family and stuff like that. But he does not play. I don't know if either one of you guys have seen this movie. No, but he does not play a very nice person in this <laughs> film at all. Like, yeah. um, it, it kind of takes it back. He, he's really good at these roles, you know, like, you, right. know guys, you guys touch base on it. You know, it's Denzel Washington when he plays a good guy. Okay. Yeah, I, I get it. Great. But when he plays a bad guy, he plays it so well, but you cannot root for this guy at all. 
in this <laughs> film. Like, you know, there's some, I don't want to give away anything because I want you, if you've not seen it, I want you to see it. But I mean, there's just some stuff that happens in this film. You're like, whoa, okay. You know, I, I can't <laughs> root for you anymore at all now because of what you're doing, you know, specifically to your family uh, and those kind of things. But one thing I love about Denzel is you lose the fact you're watching Denzel. He disappears into the role that he's portraying and he does it so well uh, that it just, it just oozes off on screen, but um, <laughs> it's just a fantastic role. The movie is, you know, not very action packed because it, it takes place kind of like in just a couple sets and that's about it. Right. Um, but it's done really well. And his role of, of Troy Maxon is just, you know, over the top, very well done, highly recommended. And that's my number seven. I, awesome. I actually, I want to add one thing too, because I, I have seen it and I absolutely loved it. And the thing that blew my mind, and I actually, after I saw the the film, I went back and I couldn't find a, a video of it, but the role was originally on Broadway played yep. by James Earl Jones. Oh, what wow. is that? Wow. Yeah. So the, uh, every review I could find about James Earl Jones was, he was just this larger, I mean, he's James Earl Jones, this larger than life, intimidating, very scary character. And having seen Denzel's performance, I could see how you could play it that way. Mm -hmm. but he added a little bit more, um, I don't even know what to call it, but a little bit more reserved and a little bit more like uh, insidious. That's maybe not the right word for it, but like <laughs> calmer version than I think than I would see from James Earl Jones. And I think it, it, it absolutely kept him engaging. And to your point, you forget you're watching Denzel halfway through the movie. Yep. Wow. All right. Well, now I have to definitely check that one out. <laughs> so, all right, cool. All right. So we're back around to me. All right. So um, my number six is a uh, Spike Lee joint where, uh, he plays Jake Shuttlesworth, another very cool name, in the <laughs> 1998 uh, He Got Game. Now, once again, playing a not a nice guy, you know, guy that's in jail for murdering his wife, and he gets let out of jail for a week to convince his son, who is a talented basketball player, to go to the governor's alma mater. Okay, mm. so a real uh, sleazy a story idea to begin with. I mean, not that we couldn't believe this would happen, but anyway, so he gets a week to convince the, his son to go to this college. And if he gets it happen, the governor's going to, you know, shorten his uh, sentence. So from the get go, you're already like, this guy's a piece of crap, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> but the fact is he's so dynamic and it, it really is a redemption story. He's trying to, both do what's right for his son, what's right for himself, and try to also to try to you know mend the bridges that were burned between him and his mm. son after everything. So his performance is so strong, and even with the the um, Ray Allen that played um, the basketball, the son uh, was actually very good considering you know he was basketball is his thing, was, he's an athlete. But you know Denzel just once again plays this person that you're supposed to hate, but the whole time he's on screen. You're just watching him. You're you're listening to what he's having to say. You really are trying to you're you know trying to not root for him, but you are. You want him to get his son to go. You want him to like, well, maybe he's sorry. Maybe he, you know, I and mean, he he ultimately does kind of accept what he's done, but he's still not a nice person, but you don't care. <laughs> you're just like <laughs> you're like he's he he owns the screen. He's just mm -hmm. he he he's he's cool. The the fro is awesome, and you know, he just he you know. He he struggles. You can tell he struggles throughout the whole movie, um, and I don't know. I just it's another great role, and it's it's a it did well, but I don't think enough people saw this movie and this performance. So 
you know, Jake Shuttlesworth, like I said, another great name uh, from uh, He Got Game. So it's, I remember seeing that when it came out. So yes, I, I saw, I think I saw that in the, in the, no, I rented it, but either way, I saw it the, you know, when it was first came out. So it's a good movie. It's a very, very good movie worth checking out if you haven't seen it. So, all right. Um, I'm taking about your silence. Anyone of you have seen that one? Okay. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I've not. No, okay. I've not. It's Which actually, I, it's very good. It's, I was on a, to be fair, at that point, I was on a big Spike Lee kick. Mm-hmm. So anything that came out from his, I was watching. I mean, everything from uh, she's got to have it in school days up through, you know, no better blues. It will, um, um, I know uh, jungle fever things like that. So I was kind of on that kick. So it, just the fact that it was Denzel made it even more uh, worth watching. So absolutely. Yeah. Those two together are always great. Yes. It's, yes I mean, it's not on my list, but inside man was, was considered because it's those right. two together, even uh, just a, a straight up heist movie like that. They, they make a good one. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh, Andrew. Your number six. All right. Number six for me is uh, Philadelphia. Ooh, nice. Uh, classic movie. I feel like you can't have a good list of either Denzel or Tom Hanks without Philadelphia. Yep. Um, and one of the things that I really liked about it is both of them um, took on characters that I think were outside of uh, their norm. And yeah. the thing that always sticks out to me, and I remember it like almost viscerally, is uh, the the meeting between the two characters where uh, Tom Hanks, um, uh, Andrew, Andrew Beckett, how did I forget that name? Uh, <laughs> he comes in and is talking to um, Joe and he, he introduced himself. He says he wants to work with them and then tells him he has AIDS right as they're shaking hands. And right. the way he lets go and kind of backs up for a second, you yep. can just see this wave of discomfort wash over him. Um, and to, to play this, uh, almost this really judgmental, almost bigoted character mm-hmm. uh, on the outset and then watch his transformation uh, as he tries to actively legally defend um, Andrew being dis- discriminated against and let go because of, of having AIDS and being gay. Um, such a cool movie and such a cool role and growth for him over the course of it. Right. Uh, I think it was really cool for them to, to say, we're going to choose you as the viewer to to put you not in Andrew's shoes, but more into Joe's shoes as the person who's uncomfortable with this, Absolutely. as the person who's not going to like this. And he gives you that window in which to see the rest of the movie in a way that you can relate to. Well, yep. you're, you're a little bit judging him, but also right. you kind of relate to him. And it's really, really cool. Yep. Yeah. That's a great choice. That, that yep. was, yeah, I, I actually, that's one of the scenes I always think about when somebody mentions that movie is when he shakes his hand and tells him that you kind of, you see that reaction like, oh, wow, that's that's not nice. Yeah, <laughs> not what I thought would happen. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, you think of the time frame where that takes place, you know, nine out of 10 people are going to have that reaction. You know what yep. I mean? They're yeah. going to, because yep. we didn't know a lot at that point. We were very misinformed. So yeah, he 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 reacted just like almost any other, any other person would have. And it, I think in a way, especially if you watch it then more than now, I think you kind of can relate. Because how what would happen if somebody had said did that to you? You meet someone for the first time and they tell you that. Are you gonna? How are you gonna react? So mm. I think that one little that one little emotion, one little moment, kind of, you know, oh, okay, we understand. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but we're not quite as you know. We still grow <laughs> like he grows, and I think that's an important part of that movie is it helps right. ultimately helps us grow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was my number five, by the way, was Philadelphia. So just spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> but um, just a to touch base. Yeah, I mean, exactly what Andrew said. I mean, just to see the the uh, how the character went from the beginning of that film to the end. That Denzel, you know, he was a homophobic person. 
And, you know, and you get that at the beginning of the film and you just see his complete change by the end of that and just how Denzel brings that onto the screen. And what a shame he did not get nominated for right? that part. Yeah. Just blows my mind. It's always a, it's always a weird discussion after certain certain years after the Oscars. You're like, how that person not even get a nomination? How that person, you know, mm-hmm. how they not win? So yeah, right. it's yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. a shame that he really he gets nominated, and it's just a shame that maybe I mean, he's been in so many good roles. It's like, how did he not get more? But whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, whatever. <laughs> but one last thing I want to touch on with Philadelphia too is I feel like Denzel's acting style is perfect for courtroom dramas, and it's, it's oh yes, yes, more of them. Like him yelling in the courtroom is just it's perfect, and I want more <laughs> of it. <laughs> yes, and you see that a lot of in his roles uh, yeah. through his career. You see that a lot, not just in courtroom, but other other scenes and other movies it's like he does it so well right yeah all right well uh, uh david we're over to your number six right so yes number six for me since i already spoiled my number five <laughs> <laughs> or andrew well, ruined it for me no, just kidding. Just kidding. that's right we already covered my, we already covered one of mine too we already covered my uh my number four so it's all good well my number six is good old coach herman boone <laughs> i am a big football fan and i love movies about football but mm-hmm. This movie really hit home because um, you have two schools who uh, were closing down and they were being integrated together. So you were getting the whites and the blacks mixing together. And, you know, you have this coach. My favorite scene in this entire movie is the who's your daddy scene. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. <laughs> Love that scene so much when those two uh, high school kids were confronting him about who was going to play. And then he was asking them, where's your parents at? And he was pointing them. He goes, Oh, who's your daddy here with the foot? You basically know I'm, I'm not doing it justice of how he was saying it, obviously, <laughs> but um, just how that came off of making that kid have to respond to his question of who's your daddy was just <laughs> so well done. And just Denzel at his best right there. Right. Um, but yes, remember the Titans, uh, which came out in 2000 uh, is just a, a really good movie. And it's a, it's a good role for Denzel. You know, it's not the uh, what we've been talking about a little bit where <laughs> Denzel's playing a bad guy or you really can't root for him. You can root for him in this. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's a good movie to root for. It really, really is. It it, it, it warms the heart uh, if you've not seen it, which I hope everybody has seen it because it's a really good yeah. movie. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of young act, a lot of young talent in that, too. Yes. Yep. And I'll be honest, it's on my list later, too, so I won't get too heavy into it. But, <laughs> um, it I think for me, you know, I, I don't want to make you guys feel old here, but I was 12 when that came out. And yeah, dude, knock Thanks, it off. Andrew. <laughs> and I think one of the things that his character and the movie is, as a whole, but his character specifically does so well is introduces in a very uh, understandable way for, for young people like mm-hmm. the his experience or, or coach Boone's experience, because I specifically remember like, and, and it stands out. And I think every one of these roles, there's a moment that stands out for me. And this one is um, after uh, his, his assistant coach is yelling at him saying, you know, when your sins put my daughter in danger and he turns out, this is my sins. Do you think my sins have anything to do with what happened? <laughs> and like it, it put him in his place so well. And it, it but it also like, I felt he felt bad. Like he really did care and he really did want to protect, you know, his assistant coach's daughter and everything. Right. He carried all that in a way that was so accessible, even to a young audience, which because that movie is, you know, I think it's owned by Disney. It's, it's yes. not a, yeah, it's touchdown. It, it touched a lot of those really heavy subjects, but he was able to balance that heavy subject matter, mm-hmm. make it accessible to kids still, which is really cool. Yep. yep. All right. Good choice. Very good choice. All right. So we're back around to me. Uh, number five. So 
Um, this is one of the one of the ones on the list that I'm not a big fan of the movie. In fact, um, I think the movie is very much lacking. But his performance as Eli in the Book of Eli mm. is the best part of the movie. So, you know, for those who don't know, um, haven't seen it, uh, Denzel plays a person named Eli who's trying to get a copy of the Bible um, safely across the wastelands of a post-apocalyptic world um, because there is rumor that on the coast they are collecting as many books as they can to save, you know, for the future. And so he goes through and he comes in this town that's ruled by Gary Oldman, who is an absolute spectacular actor, but yet I kind of feel like he was wasted in this movie. Yeah. Anyway, yep. back to Denzel. <laughs> okay, good. We all agree. Good. But it's like, you know, he's he's the moral compass in this in this wasteland. He's, you know, he's doing what he knows is right. And and you're totally invested with him. And what makes it even better, because he's he's a kind of a badass. He's like he gets he gets confronted uh, by these raiders and he totally takes them all out. And he's smart and he's clever. And then when you get to the end of the movie, spoiler, he's blind and he's been doing mm -hmm. all this without being able to see. You're just like, holy crap. I didn't even, it's like, then you go back and watch it again and you can kind of pick up on the little subtleties of the things he was doing to let you know, that kind of give you the hints that yes, he's blind, but yet he did it just well enough to where you're like, oh, I see it now, you know? And <laughs> But he was so, so cool. And, and, and it's one of the few characters on my list that you actually root for the entire time. And yeah, he is by far, the movie's worth seeing because of his performance. I agree. Um, yeah, it's the, yeah, it's a fun movie for sure. It is. It's it. Yeah, and I think it's because of him. I and like I said, I love Gary Oldman. He is by far, as far as in my lifetime, probably one of the greatest actors ever. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, wasted in this movie. And I, you know, it's just it could have been really great, but his performance is a good reason to watch this movie. It, his performance gives me a lot of like old, um, old samurai movie, like, you know, yes. Ronin, samurai Ronin vibes. And I think he, he really leaned into that. The movie didn't lean into it as much, but he has in taking on that role really did. And it comes through for sure. It's really cool. Yeah. Right? Yep. All right. So Andrew, you're number five, or do we already talk about that? We did already talk about my number five, but it is actually fences. Um, okay. It, I was wrestling with the placement on it. It was higher, but I decided to bump it because he also directed it. And I think mm -hmm. it was a family directed movie. So I gave him double points. Um, you know, I think I agree with everything David already said about his performance in it. I don't need to, to double down on that, but um, he is, he is a powerhouse in it. And even though it's really small, like a lot of times when you adapt a play into a movie, either it feels really small or you kind of try to scale it up and change it. Mm -hmm. And I think he kept it really small and he kept it really like tight, but visually managed to make it really, really interesting. So I don't want to get too much into that. That's his directing, not his acting, but right. it's, it's worth acknowledging. He crushed it in both categories. He did. <laughs> and, cool. and, and he does such a good performance in this that he, he, he is an alpha male in this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he, you feel uncomfortable. He does such a good job. That when somebody is on screen with him and they, you know, like something's getting about ready to happen, getting about to be said to like, hey, his son. And you feel the uncomfortable, the tension in the room with the son. You feel it yourself because Denzel does such a good job in his performance that you just, oh, God, here we go. You know, it's, it's done so well. Yeah, there, there's a scene that stands out in my mind, and um, it's partially because of how well written it is, but also uh, he, he's yelling at his son, and he's essentially saying, you know, I love you. I do not have to like you right now. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
He's like, yeah. did, did you eat today? Yes, sir. Did you, did you have clothes on your back? Yeah. Did you have a roof over your head? Yeah. And why do you have that? And like, he's explaining this to him and he's doing it in this very, very angry and very toxic, but also very controlled manner. That's just, it's amazing. He, he does such a good job. Yeah, man. Now I got to watch this. Jeez. You must, you must. <laughs> <laughs> You've convinced me. All right. Okay. So David, uh, you're five. Uh, my number five was uh, Philadelphia. Oh, that's right. Uh, okay. That we already touched base on. Yep. All right. So we're back around to me, right? Number yep. four. Well, we've already talked about Hunter and Crimson Tide. So, <laughs> uh, just to, just to you know, uh, go over it again real quick. He it was really just so good, um, and I think it proves when you're on a screen with a legend, you either step up and show you can handle yourself, mm-hmm. or you get blown away. And this is one of those where he definitely showed it. And there's another really good example: um, Keanu Reeves in The Devil's Advocate. You're on screen with Al Pacino. You better bring it because mm. you're you're going to get blown off the stage if you don't. <laughs> and and believe it or not, he actually did in that particular role because he had to. And this is another one of those examples where because Denzel's a, an amazing actor anyway. But you know, I, we didn't know that in 1995. Though. No, exactly. And right. him him to step up like that and be like, you know, hey, I can do this. And you're like, yeah, you sure as hell can. So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a. Yeah, another great role for him. Another great role. So, okay. So, Andrew, you're number four. All right. My number four, uh, I hate to keep piling on this Denzel being a bad guy thing, but uh, <laughs> Training Day. Oh, yeah, that's yes. good. That's, and, that's and on my list, too. So, we'll mine too. It on now. Yeah. I, I would be uh, shocked if it wasn't on. If we're making a list of Denzel performances, <laughs> like any list that doesn't have Training Day, yep. uh, it doesn't make any sense. But um, I know he's worked with Anton Fuqua a lot. I think this is their best, their best work together by mm-hmm. far. He is iconic in how much he controls every scene that he's in. The, yep. the intensity, yes. the, just the outright fear that he like. I, I don't think anybody that saw that movie has ever forgotten his performance in. Nope, it's how the most you? powerful by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, and actually, it's on my. It's actually my uh, number two. So we'll cover it right now a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's he, he's so strong, and you hang on every word. And he controls every scene mm-hmm. and you hate you like the beginning. You're thinking, Oh, he's a, he's a cool cop. By the end, you're like, Oh my God, he's the worst person on the planet. And which makes his demise at the end so much better. You know what yep. I mean? It, it makes it, it's, it's so sweet. And it's just, Oh, you, you just grow to hate him so much and, and almost kind of respect him in a way because he's just been playing everybody for so long and he's just controlling everything. Oh, it's disgusting, but it's well, you, so good. It is. You have this really cool proxy through Ethan Hawke to watch it too, because like right. you're kind of questioning, wait, is he a really good undercover cop or is he a really good criminal or is he a really bad undercover cop? <laughs> right. And he, he does it in a way that he always seems in control, but also still kind of keeps you questioning. And it's, yeah. I, I don't even know where to begin with that. Like, right. I don't, I don't think anybody else could have held that together, held that movie together as well as he did. Right. And it's the same thing of going back to his other performances. I mean, it, it brings you in. Do you feel the same thing that Ethan Hawke's going through? You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're guessing uh, is what's going on. Is this guy for real? What's going, you know, Denzel mm-hmm. Washington just does such a good job throughout the movie that just keeps everybody guessing until the end. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah there's, there's very few actors, I think um, that can play both truly likable and truly hated but make it all just as fun to watch. You know, yeah. he, he can, he carries both of them. Cause there's some people that just play the likable guy or the, you know, the flirtatious guy, or whatever they kind of get, you know, typecast, but you know, he can, 
you know, he can play an action star. He can play, Mm -hmm. you know, just dramatic roles. I mean, he really, um, he can do a lot of it. He did comedy early on, but not so much since he kind of, you know, once he hit the nineties, it was more, uh, very dramatic. And then he got his action bug. So interesting. Even as he does these action things, because I I wouldn't call training day an action movie, although it has some of those elements to it. Yeah. Right. Uh, It's, he has this intensity that I think a lot of actors can hit that intensity and that yelling mm-hmm. and that emotion, but it's always controlled with him. Like it is always, he's got, he's got his hands both hands on the wheel, no matter how intense it's getting. Right. And I don't think a lot of other actors can say that. Right. That's true. All right. Okay. So that was Andrew, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. So David, back to you. <laughs> All right. We're on, we're on four, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Cause uh, we're talking about yes. training day. Training day was my number three. So. Okay. So yeah, because yeah, uh, so. Crimson Tide was my four. So. <laughs> I'm okay. just stealing all your guys thunder. All right. <laughs> it's all right. We knew this was going to happen because yep, come on, it's Denzel sure. Washington. A lot Absolutely. of our lists are going to look the same. So, yep. um, and this probably might be on your guys's list too. Nobody's mentioned it yet. Um, number four for me is uh Ruben, the hurricane Carter. Oh no! Um, wow, that's a great choice. An outstanding performance by Denzel Washington playing the uh, the boxer Ruben, the Hurricane Carter, who had a troubled uh, youth, uh, went into jail, came out, you know, basically, you know, wanted to, to box. Then he gets framed for for something, gets thrown in prison for what the rest of his life, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had he wrote a book. Right. While he was there, and you know, a, a kid read it, and you know, he got a group of people who were you know talking to him, and you know, in basically him trying to get back out of prison uh, to prove that he was framed for this role. Uh, I mean, framed for that crime. Um, but there's a scene, I mean, there's a lot of scenes in this movie mm-hmm. that are just done so, so well. And we keep using that same phrase. It seems like with Denzel Washington, <laughs> because this guy is amazing. Yeah. Um, but the scene that really sticks out to me is when they, um, the, the two lawyers come to him in prison and are talking about the new information they got that they need to take it to the court. And, and Denzel's uh, wants to take it to federal court, but they're arguing and saying that if we take it to federal court with this new, they may just throw it out and you can't use it again. Do you know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah. Right. So that scene, you can just see in Denzel's eyes, it, it you believe he has been in prison for that long because yeah. you, you just see that, that tension, that, that stress, you know, the anxiety, everything in his face and his eyes. And when like he's pressing the phone against the glass and you just, you know, you hear his, his voice just get rough and saying 30 years that <laughs> just, man, I get, I'm getting goosebumps now just talking right? about it because <laughs> yeah. that scene was done so well, but yes, yeah, like I love pit. that role. Yes. Yeah. Love that yeah. role. He def- he definitely is very good at making us feel what he's feeling. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Well, no and he, carry, he carries an innocence in that one that you don't see in a lot of his other roles. And I don't just mean like, obviously, the literal innocence of, of not having committed, but like, he's not a bad guy. But you see the, the wear and tear that is taking on him. And it's yes, just, your heart breaks for him. And, you know, that's not something that you see in a lot of his other roles. But I think he does it so well in that one. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Okay. Uh, background to me for number three. Um, so once again, here we are talking about a not so nice person but yet um <laughs> this one's uh another one that's actually following up with david's based on uh, an actual person um this is frank lucas from the movie american gangster mm. so um i remember seeing i actually saw this one in the theater because i'm like ridley scott gangster movie denzel russell crowe i gotta go mm. and holy crap was this so good <laughs> um 
And which makes it, which is so good because the last time these two guys were on screen together was Virtuosity. So way better step up <laughs> movie than the low bar to clear. Yeah, that was a low bar to clear. But um, his, once again, here he is. You know, he's a he's a he's a drug dealer. He's a he's a mob boss, and which is yes, you know, Scorsese has made that cool for many years, and even in the you know old gangster movies, um, it was kind of cool to be the mob guy. But this one, you're like is he really that bad? Yeah, kind of, but you still want to hang out with him. You still want to, you know, hell I'd work for him, you know, cause he's just, he has that charisma. He has that attitude. He, he makes you want to like him and want to go, well, you know, is what he's doing really worse than say like a giant corporation. And so, so he, he makes you, he sucks you in and wants you, you know, he makes you want to be a part of his family, part of his group. And it's such a good performance. It's so strong. And you got Russell Crowe on the other side, and and the funny part is, you're not really sure who you're rooting for. Are you rooting for the FBI or this? You know, you're rooting for you're, are you rooting for the cops? You rooting for the mob boss? You know, and that's what makes the movie so good. And mm-hmm. um, once again, Denzel just he really. And if I had, I mean, I'm sorry, Denzel. You know, better if, between the two, he was better than Russell Crowe. Not that Russell Crowe was bad. It's just Denzel. I think. Uh, He's, he's on a level, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he also had a, a more interesting character to play too. Mm-hmm. So. I would agree with that. Yep. So, great flick, great flick. Absolutely. All right, uh, Andrew, you're number three. All right, my number three. I I don't think this is one of his bigger roles. I mean, it's a fantastic film, but uh, it's uh, 1989, I believe. Glor- Glory. Glory. Okay. Now, I, I, like I said, when I was trying to go through this list, I was picturing just scenes of Denzel that really stick out in my mind, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the specific one, and if you've seen the movie, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's when uh, him his private trip is getting whipped for yep, uh, and and there's a, a moment where you're watching his face, and you can read this this anger and this hatred and this humiliation and this tears just falling down his face, and it is heartbreaking. And and you know as we've talked about him going up at a younger age or at earlier in his career against these amazing actors, and he's in there with Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the two white leaders in this, you know, Carrie Elwes and Matthew Broderick, I wouldn't exactly call them legends of the screen, but <laughs> they're, both, they're both great actors. And in this, in this role, they're both young and, mm-hmm. and sort of cocky and to play against those as your white commanding officers in this movie, it was, I mean, it gave him an opportunity to shine. And I think he absolutely sees that opportunity. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I need that, to watch it. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but I need to watch it for sure. Yeah, so that's I'm gonna spoil alert. Uh, <laughs> that's 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 my number one actually. Um, so, so I'm gonna go ahead and touch base with this film right now because since we're talking about it, we don't have right. to backtrack on it. Well, to be um, fair, we all knew it was gonna be on you because Mr. History Buff over here oh, yeah. knew it was gonna be on. Yeah, how could it not? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a huge Civil War buff, and mm-hmm. uh, this is the best Civil War movie ever made. I mean, I, I know Gone with the Wind is out there, but when you come to just the no. Civil War, it's glory. Yeah. Glory is, yeah. is the definitive Civil mm-hmm. War movie. But this was my introduction to Denzel Washington when back in I was a senior year in high school. Um, I was a history buff and, you know, I wanted to check out a movie. So I went and rented Glory and immediately fell in love with one scene. It is like the, to me, it is like the benchmark for Denzel Washington to show where he was going with his career. At the time, I didn't know, obviously, what he was going to become. But looking back where he's getting whipped and you just see the emotion in his face, that tear coming down his cheek. 
and just the anger. Yeah, I mean, Andrew just. I, I literally on. just shivers down my spine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it it speaks volume. I mean, no dialogue. It's just the the music and just his performance just is the definitive benchmark performance of Denzel Washington. Mm -hmm. And I always look back to that scene. Always. When I think when, when I see a Denzel Washington movie come out, my mind goes right to, man, that scene in glory. Holy shit. That thing was, you know, <laughs> yes, Andrew completely agree with everything you said on that. That is why it's my number one, because that is my introduction to Denzel Washington. And that was obviously he got best supporting actor too, because of that mm -hmm. role. But um, yes, glory for sure. Right. See, I actually think um, A Soldier Story or Mighty Quinn was my first ex exposure to Denzel. So mm -hmm. we, we just had like, wait, what was the first thing I saw him? And I think it was either Mighty Quinn or A Soldier Story. So yeah. that's that's a little bit before those. But yeah, still very young. Anyway, so yeah. Also, I, just a quick aside. Best Civil War film isn't Gettysburg. I'm a little surprised by that from, a, no. from an actual history book. <laughs> <laughs> no. Glory's just done too well. It is. It is yep. so good. Yep. All right. Okay, well, David, we're on you for number three. That was training day that we have already seen. Okay, about. well, then, hey. So, yeah. But I have to say, everyone knows the King Kong ain't got shit on me. Everybody <laughs> knows that line. Come on. <laughs> I'm just very grateful awesome. none of us have tried to do our uh, Denzel impression because I feel like it would just be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I'm not even going to try that. No, I'm not either. <laughs> you know, but, you know, if Brad Kozo was here, you know, he would try to do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. So then that was your number three. So we're back around to me for number two, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that was training day. So we're going to move on. <laughs> we'll move on to Andrew, your number two. All right. No, uh, number two is actually one that the first time I saw it, I didn't like, um, but it is uh, Spike Lee's Malcolm X. Okay. Um, hey, my number I, two, too. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's my number one. So here, let's just go. <laughs> uh, he this movie is required viewing for i think everybody in this country everybody wants yep. to study history everybody who wants to study film everybody wants to study acting he is so good in so many different ways in this movie um mm -hmm. i'll let you guys talk about it as well obviously you put it on the list but um seeing his character's growth from the beginning you know when you first see him in that that suit getting his hair um i forget what to <laughs> yes. call it uh, with the, the chemically treated yes. and, and it burns. And, yeah. Oh my God. That's so yeah. Funny. And then watching him study Delroy Lindo's character and then watching him grow mm. and just every step of it. And I, for, you know, as I said, there's, there's one scene in every movie that always stands out and watching him pick apart the, the pastor that comes to the prison that he's talking to yep. <laughs> right. pick apart every one of his arguments is so amazing. And uh, I, I just absolutely, I love the movie. Um, and more specifically for our point here, I absolutely love Denzel in every mm -hmm. bit of Yep. Yeah. So quick story. Um, I'm not even going to ask how old you were, Andrew. <laughs> I actually, uh, I actually got to see this in the theater. Uh, my, my uh, oldest friend, uh, Chris, who has worked in a movie theater pretty much for the last 30 some years. Uh, we were down visiting um, in Nashville on for, I believe it was for Thanksgiving. And of course, when your best friend is one of the managers at a movie theater, what do you get to do? watch free movies so oh, what did nice. i do mm -hmm. i walked and he said go pick out something i'm working I'm like, okay cool so i went and watched malcolm x and it was me and this is what was so unfortunate it was me and like three other people in the entire theater watching this mm -hmm. i'm like what a spectacular performance from him i mean it was and mm -hmm. you required it should be required viewing in school it should yep. be required you know because not only is it just a an amazing movie but his performance is just i you know 
it just blows blows my mind. And he's he's I, Malcolm X. Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. right. And see, every time we talk about it, every time we, it's you know, unfortunately, the one scene that always pops in my head is you know the whole you know we didn't land on Plymouth Rock, but Plymouth Rock landed on us because it's been because yep. it's been parodied so many times after yeah. the fact, and it wouldn't be if it wasn't so strong. You know, what I mean, right. it's so memorable Iconic. and so yeah, exactly. It just resonates, and and yeah, it's my number one because. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, it was, he, I mean, he pretty much carried the entire movie. I mean, yes, oh, he, had a lot of, he had a lot of great supporting players around him, mm-hmm. but I mean, when the movie is your character's name, you know, it's, it's all about you and, and man, he just, he made the most of it. Totally made the yep. most of that, of that role. And I'm going to pick on the Academy again. How <laughs> is it possible? He did not get best actor. How? I'm pretty I sure mean, we can answer that. But. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I know. I, I know. We but. all know. <laughs> it's just, he, again, Denzel just melts into the performance of Malcolm yeah. X. And, you know, when you're, and I don't want to talk about the film. But we could talk about this film for probably two hours because it's done yeah. so well. But just how Spike Lee, you know, there's like one thing that he did where he looked, it took like a magazine cover and redid the scene um, where he was holding the gun. Yeah. Um. Right. Just, just the 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 touches that my, uh, that Spike Lee did. But anyway, I don't want to talk about the film. We're talking about Denzel. <laughs> um, Denzel just again melts into the role of Malcolm X, and you just completely forget you're watching Denzel. You you feel like you're watching footage of Malcolm X. Yeah. Because he does such an incredible job in that performance, and you know, I I, I can't speak enough on his performance in that role. No, I agree. Well, and- it, it's such big shoes to fill, not just because of who Malcolm X was as a person, but also yep. because of the the nation's image of him and, and how controversial is and how many people hated him or, or feared him or loved him. And, and so stepping into that, there are so many things that you have to do. And I don't think I, I literally can't think of a single other actor that I would trust to be able to do that and be able to carry that much weight and still pull off. Right. No, agreed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially when you go, you know, look at the stuff he's done since. It's it's almost like this is kind of your your barometer for his performance. Is mm-hmm. it is it as good as this one? I mean, it, you know, it. He's had so many so many roles that have been so good and and iconic. But this, I think, this is the one that kind of said, told the whole world, yeah, he's for real. <laughs> yeah, he's for real. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, any more words on his performance in Malcolm X? I just, if, if your listeners, if they've not seen this, you've got to see this film. Yeah. If you've got kids, they need to see this film. It's, yeah. it, it's, well, it's over three hours long, but it doesn't feel like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Spike Lee does such a good job at making sure that it, it doesn't rest in too, in too long anywhere. And his, and Denzel's performance is so strong that you'll, you'll watch him all, you know, you won't take your eyes off him. So absolutely. Yeah. All right. So that was my number one. Who's number two was that? That was my that number was, two and Andrews. <laughs> yeah. So he, we skip right past us. Skip right back around to me then, I guess. So we're back around to Andrew as for his number one. <laughs> okay. I'm actually really grateful because um, I had this as my number one and I could, I genuinely couldn't tell you why it beat out these other ones. But uh, something David said was uh, that part of the reason that glory rates so high for you was it was your introduction to Denzel. And so I think that's why uh, I put, I remember the Titans as my number one. That was nice. my introduction to how powerful he can be. And there are, I mean, it's a fantastic film. Um, I stand by that. Every part of it, there, there are parts of that I can just think about uh, that get me hyped up, but he is so good in it and he does it in such a, a way as to make it um, really emotionally impactful without having to be as gratuitous or as gory or as, or as 
yep. loud as he does in certain other roles. Right. And um, it it's timeless. I mean, it, it's 22 years old at this point. And it doesn't feel like that. You could watch it. Yeah. It feels like it could be made last year. Um, and aside from the fact that he looks a lot younger, you wouldn't even notice. <laughs> right. No, it's aged well. You're right. Yeah. yeah it and, um, I, 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 there are so many different scenes that, that stand out to me. I've seen it a million times. So that might have something to do with it. But <laughs> the, reason, the reason now that David said that about glory, that it sticks out to me and the reason it's the number one spot for me is like, that was my introduction. That was when I was like, wow, this guy is amazing. And I want to mm-hmm. see more of what he does. Yeah. All right. Now, do we already cover your number one, David? Yeah, it's glory. So, okay. Yep. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I just wanted to remember. So, um, so before we go, does anybody have any, uh, honorable mentions? Cause I, 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 just I cut his performance in the equalizer um, because it was so good, but it was just because it was more fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love his bit with the, like it's part of it's how uh, Fuqua shoots it too, but mm-hmm. you know, with the stopwatch and everything and how he is so, you know, he's so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Confident in himself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what situation he gets into. Yeah, you know he can read the room. He knows exactly what he's going to do, and it never seems to fail. So he he's such a well, he's a badass in that movie. So I'm gonna, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just as far as overall, I I don't think it's anything we haven't seen before. So I think that's pretty much why I didn't make the cut. But uh, in his his role in the Equalizer, I think is is worth seeing. It's worth watching. It's fun. Yeah. There was, if you want, there, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say if you want to go all the way back to the '80s, Cry Freedom, yeah, uh, is definitely an honorable mention. And I, I think only as far as honorable mentions, I'm kind of with you, Dayton. There were a couple of his uh, action movies that I don't necessarily think the movie or the role was particularly interesting, but he did a great job in. So like the equalizer, um, he, uh, man on fire. He did. Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. That was a really good one. Again, I don't think the, the role was particularly interesting, but I think he brought a lot to it. Yeah. Uh, so his action movies are cool. They're fun. I watch them, but I don't necessarily think they're ever going to break top seven for me. No, I, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, we knew we we're going to get uh, some overlay overlap, and that's okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's just fun to talk about his performances because he is such a strong actor and he is very dynamic and fun to watch. So, uh, all right, uh, David, thank you for joining me. Thank you. All right, Andrew, thank you for joining us as well. Yeah, I loved it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And uh, so uh, um, I want to thank everybody that's out there listening to us all across this country and across the world. It's pretty awesome to think that there are uh, a number of people out there that uh, download us and stream us and listen to us on their favorite platform. So that's awesome. And um, well, nothing else to say except for what it comes down to watching Denzel Washington's uh, best roles or listening to your favorite music. Physical media is better than streaming. Thank you for listening. This has been the Docking Bay 77 podcast. Opening music provided by Eric Jason Brock. Check him out on YouTube and Bandcamp. If you want to reach out to us on social media, we are on Twitter and Facebook at DockingBay77Podcast. Or you can send us an email, DockingBay77Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.